What y'all listening to? Lime My Highlight Podcast. Welcome back to Limelight Highlight, your silver lining space to take a break from the stressful every day. As always, I'm your host, Jay Rose, and I hope everybody had a great weekend and an even better Halloween. My wife and I and the gang, the crew, we always roll with dressed up as The Purge. So if you follow me on Instagram, my regular Instagram, you see a bunch of Purge Halloween costumes and then we had a nice cool event on Saturday with my job dressing up as rednecks um to do a little scavenger hunt downtown ton of fun I had a great time so yeah that's that's how my weekend went I hope you guys had a great safe weekend got a lot of candy if you have kids I hope you guys took a lot of pictures I love Halloween it's my favorite favorite holiday but uh, not much for upcoming events, so stay tuned for more news on that next week. But this week, we got two special guests, Nate and Juan. Now, I met Nate during a volunteer event through Active Valor and where I heard he had his own podcast. And I met Juan when I got the opportunity and invited to be on their podcast, Triple B Adventures. Um, we talked about my experiences growing up in Philly on, on that podcast and getting into the military uh, and transitioning out back into the civilian sector. So be sure to check that out after you listen to this. Once again, that is Triple B Podcast or I'm sorry, Triple B Adventures Podcast. Um, I don't have much news, so I'm not going to waste any more of your time. So, yeah, welcome Nate and Juan to the podcast. Enjoy the show, guys. Well, I am here with Nate and Juan. Uh, hey. I talked about you guys a little bit on the intro, but I'll give you guys the floor to introduce yourself a little more in detail. So, Nate. All right. So, uh, I'm Nate Shermer. I'm a co-host and creator of Triple B Adventures podcast, as well as FUBAR podcast. And the FUBAR podcast is, um, if, for those that don't know, it's an acronym for... Uh, effed up beyond all repair and the triple b adventures podcast is uh is a veteran podcast where we talk about you know where the veterans grew up and how getting outdoors played a role in their life and then uh their military service and then their transition out into the civilian sector and i'm um, also a mentor with active valor and as as well as you are yeah that's where i met you yeah first time <laughs> yeah so we we mentor uh gold star kids which are um kids that uh, their fathers passed away either from PTSD-related re- suicide or um, while serving in combat. Right. Yeah. And then uh, I recently became uh, a realtor. I'm a licensed realtor. Congratulations. Thank my, you. Uh, my, my childhood best friend was a realtor. He is a realtor in uh, Jersey. Okay. But, yeah. Right on. So, yeah, I started with uh, – I'm, I'm working with Tip of the Spear Real Estate Team powered by uh, Keller Williams Realty. Nice. And uh, our niche is getting veterans into the ho- the home of their their dreams. So I'm I'm really excited to to be working with them. Sweet, right, then, on, right on. And then we have Juan. I have the uh, the counterpart to the TBA podcast. Um, so I do I do the TBA podcast with Nate, like he said, uh, and then I'm the director of development for that organization, Triple B Adventures. So. I try to uh, oversee our events, our campouts, bringing more people into the organization to participate. 
Um, and then I also do events as a freelance event coordinator. So I do uh, the San Diego Mac and Cheese Fest. Um, I did uh, a high school master chef culinary competition a few years ago. That's cool. Uh, the uh, Irreverent Warriors Silkies hike that just happened recently. And, and yeah, just anywhere where I get to bring people together for a cause. Nice. Yeah. So how did you guys get involved into being the counterpart to this podcast? Triple Triple B Adventures. That's that's a good one. How did we start wanting to do the? Po- I think we started wanting to do it with TBA, but who who wanted to start it? So we anyway, start- TBA is uh, Triple B Adventures. So right. the B is kind of interchangeable for anything that's that's <laughs> yeah. badass. Okay. Um, bonfires, Brotherhood, bullets. A lot of the things that we do can be described with a B. So yeah. So uh, I got involved with Triple B Adventures um, almost two years ago. And uh, through through friends of friends in the in the veteran sphere, um, one of the one of the lead guys posted that they they wanted some help with with marketing and, and social media, and that's what I was going to school for was was marketing. So I said, hey, I, you know, I want to help. So I came on board, and actually, I met um, the founder Brady Brady Pasola. I met him at a brewery of all places. You know, he's a marine, so that's uh, kind of goes hand in hand. Well, we met at the brewery and, and uh, we we met and we both uh, realized we're from the Midwest and we had so much in common. And then he invited me to a campout. And while I was at that campout, I met like, well, I didn't even know at the time, but all the like, all the leadership and a bunch of the people that played a big role in Triple B Adventures were were there. He says, "Hey, what do you think of all these people?" I said, "Yeah, they're they're awesome." He says, "Well, that's the board and everybody that's involved." says uh, they all want you to be a part of this organization too so i said cool started doing the campouts and uh through bonfires and stuff that's how i met juan and uh and i felt like juan and i had an had an instant connection and uh it was shortly after that brady and i were were talking i think we were just talking about like the joe rogan podcast and um uh the drinking bros podcast and we're like oh man that'd be that'd be something fun to do and uh Brady's like, you know, if, if we can get the equipment together, I'll, I'll be a co-host. And uh, so I just went on Amazon and got the equipment within like two hours. I'm like, I got yeah, the equipment. Yeah, you were telling me this. Yeah. I'm like, I got the equipment. And he's like, uh, what? Already? I'm like, yeah. So like the next day we started the podcast. And then uh, Brady's really, really busy. He's all over doing executive protection. So he couldn't he couldn't host it anymore with us. And then Juan, Juan stepped up and... Uh, Juan is almost taken over for the most part. He does like all the talking and I do all the editing. So it's, it's a, it's a great relationship. Nice. I, I like this. I'm just going to let you do the talking. No, no. <laughs> no it's um, almost opposite. And, and it's worked out ever since. Like, I think like Nate said, we, we hit it off really well and we have a good energy when it comes to having a guest on. Um, we both have our fair share of questions. So if there's ever a quiet spot, we kind of read each other and know who will take over. Um, you know, one of the hardest things I find when I talk to somebody, especially if they're being a little more difficult to have a conversation with, almost like pulling teeth, is right. that awkward silence and trying yeah. not to have that linger too long on the podcast because it it feel you can feel it through the headphones when you're listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, because of that, it, it really helps having a co-host or two. Personally, I like having four people on one or two guests and then one or two two co-hosts. Sorry about that. Let's do it again. We've had that 
problem happened multiple times on this podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you said you like you had you like having about four people on. Yeah, four four is uh, the prime number for me. Okay. Yeah, especially we we have we have another co-host that uh, that comes on periodically, uh, Justin Allen, and and he's he's fun to have on because he's kind of like comic relief. Yeah. And he's very well rounded in in so many aspects in life. You know, yeah, it's nice to have the different point of views and then you get them all together with, with a guest and it's, it's like magic to me. We also get to uh, rotate sometimes co-host with uh, some of the other board members from TBA. Uh, and so Jamie, she does our, she's our volunteer coordinator. She's starting to come on and do some of the episodes and uh, Todd has done a few. Um, we're still kind of hashing out the schedule to get everybody, uh, you know, knowing which Monday of the month they're going to be on, but it's nice. It's nice having the the podcast where the other board members support it too. Nice. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the things that I find sometimes being hard when you have more people on at once is sometimes people like to granted you have to have that idea, that ideal group of people that you can be okay with not talking over each other. Cause everybody's, you know, some people want to be heard more than others. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I get that for sure. So how did you get involved in being a coordinator for stuff like the Mac and Cheese Festival and all those things? It's, I volunteered and then I didn't stop. It just happened. Um, it started, uh, I, I think, with event coordinating altogether. It started at Mesa College. Um, they're really good with their veterans program, with if letting their veterans kind of take charge of, of programs and initiatives that they want to do. Um, we were able to secure our own... Uh, like student veteran organization room so like we were one of the few clubs on campus that had our room our own room um and then they had a a fundraiser it was a fall fest 5k race and i didn't even know that i was kind of event coordinating it i I was just getting tasked by one of the uh she was like one of the assistant secretaries uh that oversaw uh the programs at mesa college and then at the end of it i was like like I kind of did a lot of that, like the spreadsheet, the system, the the way this all worked you out. Did all the work. Yeah, kind of, yeah, like nobody told me, but hey, you just kind of coordinated an event. And after that, when I took a few steps back, and I was like, wow, well, this is kind of fun. Um, and then later on at Mesa College, somebody uh, else had come in as a contractor to do a fundraiser for the school, uh, and it was a pizza and beer festival. And then I asked to volunteer. I found out that he also does the San Diego Mac and Cheese Festival. Uh, and I volunteered for that too. And then I started kind of honing my skills into knowing, um, what's the process of creating an event? Where do you start from ideation to, you know, your ticket sales? Um, and then I just, I started doing that instead of, uh, what I was going to school for. Nice. And what were you going to school for? Uh, at Mesa college was for psychology. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a big, uh, big change. It's well, they kind of play into each other cause psychology, uh, a lot of things you can see translated into like psychology of sales, uh, trying to design an experience for somebody. So what do you want to do to either trigger or maybe triggers the, the wrong word there, I guess, but to entice their memory and senses so they have a great experience at an event. So it, it kind of ties in a little. Okay. Nice. Honing some skills. Yeah, just no no priming, like no, no Pavlov stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> And you started with, or how did you get in contact with uh, TBA? So... To make a short story long, um, I've been ever since uh, ever since I was transitioning out of the military, I've been um, kind of following and, and trying to support as many veteran-run 
businesses and organizations. And, um, so I, uh, I initially started, um, I helped back, a, a movie called uh, range 15 it's by the guys from, um, the drinking bros community, article 15. Okay. And, uh, so I helped fund that. And then from that, um, I think, uh, it was vet TV. I helped fund vet TV too. And, and I met some of the, the founders from vet TV. I met, uh, at the time, I think he was COO, uh, Daniel Kuhn. And, um, I was going to college and I'm like, Hey man, um, can I interview you? Can I enter, can I do an informational interview with you for, for colleges? Yeah. And so we met up and did an interview and, and, um, he really liked me. And then we became friends on Facebook because of that. And then he introduced me to Brady and, and the rest of the, the rest of the crew. So you got a network, you got into networking pretty quickly when it came to, to that, uh, world i guess you can say right yeah and and just like one a lot of it was volunteering as well um and actually in in true military style a lot of it was uh being voluntold (laughs) you know it's funny so i was going to southwestern college and um i'm i'm in the the veteran center and i'm asking for help with with uh i think some algebra or something this guy's coming over he helps me and he's like hey man just out of the blue he's like do you like sailing do you like the water? I said, yeah, I love it. He's like, Hey, come down. You know, I've got a boat and we're going to, we're going to go sailing. We go sailing on Wednesdays from like five to seven. So I'm like, yeah, that sounds awesome. So I go down there and then as soon as I get down there, he says, uh, yeah, we're actually on the race committee and you're not just going to be on the water. You're going to be helping. I'm like, okay. So I was just voluntold. They honey dicked you. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I got on the water and even though I was working, it was so much fun. And there was free beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, free beer, free food. And then at the end of the night, he's like, um, you are now on the race committee. Every Wednesday, be here at 5. I'm like, okay. That's Done. a pretty serious commitment. Done. That's pretty yeah. cool, though, because, um, like, for, I mean, you guys know the premise of this podcast is people doing positive things. And just the, you guys telling me, you just volunteer and volunteer, volunteer, helping out with a bunch of different events. Maybe not all of them are directly for, you know, certain causes, but the fact that they're bringing joy to a lot of people is just positive in itself. And I think that's super commendable. I need to get more involved with you guys because I tried looking at a bunch of different, um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, volunteer events because I, I want to be more involved in certain things but a lot of them is like you got to attend this class and get their certificate and it's just it's like jumping through hoops and it's i my my time isn't my time is limited but it's also in a sense where i don't want to waste a day going to class if i'm only going to volunteer at this event once right because you know whatever the case is and i want to do some cool stuff while i volunteer you know you guys out here on a race committee you hosting mac and cheese festivals and that's that's a pretty good point that you bring up um you know, the onboarding process to volunteer. So we're actually just finalizing that process and what it looks like for us on our website. Um, and you're absolutely right. There, there are organizations that it's, it's like, I'm not applying for a job. I want to give you my time freely. And they don't understand uh, how to treat you because of that. So, so no, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that. For us, we, uh, we figured out that if we ask what they want to volunteer for, because just like you mentioned it, there's volunteers that they want to just come in day of, help out, 
And then there's others that want to get involved long term. So we kind of try to differentiate that and see where people can help out best at. And that's really cool because a lot of times people not people want to volunteer because they want to help. But some people aren't people people. You know what I mean? They're not a people person. And like you said, but they you still can, have can, a purpose. But they, they have still a, exactly. Out. It's like, hey, I just want to help set up because I like the way you guys do your thing. But for per- perfect example, I went and I volunteered at a that book, the reading for kids thing I was mm-hmm. telling you guys about last time in the podcast. And it was really cool, but I was doing a little bit of everything. I was setting up and then I had to interact with the kids, which I didn't mind, but I can see some kids are not the best to, and I mean, and it's hard to interact with some kids, especially if you're a stranger. Yeah. And, you know, a grown, a grown man talking to a little girl and she's like, I have no idea who you are. My mom's <laughs> out here shopping for something else and I'm supposed to be reading with you. And it's, it's a weird dynamic. So if they had, like you said, um, a check in the box, I, I just want to help set up. I want to help take down. I want to, you know, I think that's really cool. So what, what's your website? What, what do you guys exactly, what are you talking? I'm not yeah. too sure. So it's uh it's from uh it's www.tba.vet uh and the tab is under get involved. Um we recently have somebody else that's helping us out with with kind of like the website development of it. So we're slowly getting uh all our events back on there, uh all our podcasts back on there. Uh we have our our upcoming event uh 3MR a Modern Mountain Man Rendezvous. Uh we have that up there and some of the past events that we've done but slowly slowly putting it all together. But yeah, tba.vet and get involved, right? Get involved. Get involved. Quick call to action. And is it only for vets? No, no. It's for the campouts. We welcome anybody, um, uh, active duty, veteran, uh, supporters, anybody that wants to high five the community is what I kind of say. Uh, we do give priority to veterans uh, or active duty when it comes to the campout because we do end up having limited numbers. Uh, we try to take around a group of 15 people. Um, but the other things that we do are, are all inclusive. So the the modern mountain man rendezvous event that we have coming up, all inclusive. Um, the podcast, all inclusive, because we've had people that are non veterans but support the community um, be present. So it's there's like I said, there's a place for everybody. It's just finding what your strengths are and how you can volunteer or contribute. That's pretty cool. How often do you guys have events, or how often does TBA host? these events we're we're in the middle of kind of slowing that down a little bit we were doing events every month um this month october or last month now uh we did the silkies hike so we didn't have a camp out because that was kind of like our big event we had our focus on that um and then following that i think we're going to try to move to a schedule where it's just four big camp outs a year so where we usually have camp outs that are like friday saturday sunday we're trying to do something that's Maybe Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So longer campouts. Um, so we're we're looking to change that. But but the I think the staples of us being able to provide free zero cost campouts to veterans that's what's gonna stay. That's it's huge. Just it's the, huge. the continuity of it. We're gonna see change a little bit. Nice for sure. Yeah, what? absolutely. And even the the three MR event that he's talking about, you can, you can't beat the value. I mean, it's three days of of camping. That's also including. Uh, these classes that are that are taught by SEER instructors and SEERs survive, evade, resist, and escape. I mean, you're talking about um, primitive fire building and... Uh, I forgot to bring a flyer. I'm like kicking my ass right now. Like, oh. uh, land land to, uh, to air signaling. 
you know, some and real survival stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. real survival stuff. And they're also doing there's um, tomahawk throwing and archery and barbecuing, campfires and campfire stories and s'mores. I mean, the whole mix. A whole weekend of that for only fifty bucks is like. That's all. That's awesome. Yeah, I gotta get involved, man. Right. I'm, I'm just listening to the very brief description you guys are giving me. It's super, uh, super interesting. So, going back to how you got to be a <laughs> spokesperson for TBA, what um, what problems do you see in in your opinion in your mu- multiple volunteering events? That you usually see uh, that need maybe a solution that you don't see usually coming, or vice versa, e- either one of you. Hmm. I'll, I'll let Juan speak on that first. Um, one of the biggest things that I see volunteering, uh, and it's it's kind of known, like you just expect it to happen uh, when people don't show up the day of. Um, you just have to be flakers. flexible. Yeah, I, I don't want to say flakers because it's it's life sometimes like uh, in in the moment no yes i do say flakers i'm upset like oh like i needed you why aren't you here but you have to you have to understand like it doesn't matter whether you're an event coordinator i think whether you're a teacher whether you're a boss like you just have to understand that you're working with people and people have lives and you just cannot predict that shit so the the unknown um, you know, what ifs, what might happen and somebody doesn't show up. I think that's the biggest problem. Um, and then finding ways to make sure that people are engaged in what they're doing. Uh, kind of like what you were saying earlier, where people volunteer and they want to volunteer for a certain reason uh, or for a certain task. Sometimes it's hard matching people up with that because, for example, the Mac and Cheese Fest, I have a broad range of tasks that need to get done. Um, and I try to assign the people that I think are most able to do you know, the more difficult task because I know that they can do that and other things. Uh, and then there's people that uh, would rather do very simple things. So it's it's kind of hard matching people up so they so they feel like they contributed enough, I guess. I think uh, Juan hit it right on the spot. And I've, I've worked with other organizations that um, they actually are not that organized. But Juan is very organized and, and uh, I mean, he's got it down like, almost minute by minute you know the the layout of the whole event from from setup to to break down so that's very very helpful and really haven't i haven't seen any real big issues because how well one is organized the the one thing that i and i just came to mind i hope it's not like fleeting now um that's difficult with volunteering is sometimes getting people to understand that volunteering doesn't suck yeah And it's, I get it, like, you don't know what you're signing up for. Like I just explained, sometimes you just have multiple jobs, so you don't know where to place somebody. Um, But I feel like there's a lot of people that would benefit from what we've gotten from volunteering, which is networking, which is meeting other people for job resources. That's huge. It's huge. Yeah. And people think it's just volunteering to give your time. No, if you do it right, you talk to the other people, you get something back in return. Um, So I think that's the other difficult thing, getting people to understand that volunteering doesn't suck. It it just like the service it's the experience that you make out of it yeah i find myself whenever i do sign up for volunteer i mean active valor perfect example i really enjoy the events i really like what they're doing and what it stands for so i have the best intentions going in and then i find like my previous mentor isn't going to be there so i'm getting paired with a new kid and i'm like oh man there's that anxiety where it's like uh I hope they don't show up so I can just kind of help <laughs> with other things. And then you actually do and, and you kind of go head first. And 
I think it's the unknown of of the uh, event because I'm sure other people who sign up for volunteering events are like, yeah, with the best intentions. But then the day of, they're like, man, I'm just not in the mood. I was mm-hmm. in the mood and excited when I signed up, and now it's like gray outside and my mood isn't there. But the minute you you just embrace the suck, another another term that you know military folk like to use a lot. And you do it, you find, wow, this is actually a lot better than I thought it was in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Just give it a shot. And I want to say a big thing, too, that I'm seeing a lot of organizations do is is offering, like, food. You know, Active Valor always has a meal. Uh, of course, the Mac and Cheese Festival had, had meals. Yeah. So when, when you can entice people with a, a free meal, that always helps. So I just want to backtrack real quick and go toward, you know, Nate, for your uh, – experience with going to school for marketing and stuff like that so how did you transition that experience to what you're doing now with the podcast and helping and i mean perfect example with all your networking skills with all that stuff so i don't know it's interesting i feel that um you know the the college experience is more of the theory you know and and doing all this stuff is is the actual practical work you know so I, i i feel like i've i've learned more volunteering and, and getting out there than, than I did in all four years of, of college. Yep. I mean, there's of course value to college, but, um, actually doing stuff and, and getting out there is, is much more valuable. I think. Have you ever ran into either one of you, um, that I've spoke about this on this podcast previously, like multiple times. And even with you, Nate, as far as marketing goes and trying to get the podcast out there, to get a bigger base or a bigger following and stuff like that. Now people, it's almost, you, you know, that's are you familiar, familiar with the term clout chasing? Yeah. So people do a lot of these things because they want likes, they want followers, they want, they're doing it for the wrong reasons. Right. Um, do you feel in your volunteering stuff that there's a lot of people who, instead of trying to just be there to help, they're trying to be influencers in a sense or trying to do it for clout or, you know, anything like that. I would say there are some people, but I think for the most part, people aren't doing it for the clout. They're doing it for the right reasons, you know? And um, like Juan and I, with our podcast that we're doing, we pretty much just let it happen organically. We're really not pushing it. We're not pushing it down people's throats. And we're, we're really not you know, spamming anybody. We want it to happen as, as naturally as it can. And, and, and that's what I learned from marketing too. Like a lot of people think marketing and they think graphic design and all that stuff. But, um, the marketing that, that I was taught was more like relationship based and, and let things happen organically. So funny, funny that you asked that question. I was telling Nate about this earlier. Um, I, I agree. I feel like there's some people that do it for themselves, for their own clout. Uh, some people do it to bring light towards an organization or their cause or whatever it is they're doing. Um, but yeah, there's, I noticed a certain kind of people that they always want to take the selfie with that, you know, somebody that's mm-hmm. there. And and I purposely try to avoid taking pictures with uh, some like, you know, veteran celebrities or that kind of thing. Because the way I try to picture, like if I was in their shoes, it'd be like just another check in the box for another person. I'm like, oh, cool, got got you. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Yeah. It's it. There's a lot of people who do those things where they'll make up us, make up some, some nonsense, have a picture, 
and say this is this is my validation on what it is that I did today, and it's not nowhere near. I, I supported. Yeah. I was there. I did. A, no, you you were talking the whole time. Yeah, I I hate I hate people who do that. Like, and I think once again when when you said going back to the organic things that you have to let build um, relationships and stuff like that. If there's anything that I've noticed is people, as much as social media has gotten so big with everybody and everybody wants to be the next YouTube star, whatever the case is. Um, what remains to be true is people are really attracted to things that they can relate to. Yeah. And exactly. if you are a hundred percent yourself, most of the time people are going to be more attracted to just genuine authenticity versus those people who are doing it for followers and all that nonsense we we talked about that a little bit when you were on on our podcast um it's the 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 purpose of the limelight highlight it's to bring the the good attention to things that are going on and it's hard because people don't relate with the good things as often but i think that's why it's important to talk about the good things so that more people can try to relate or see that there's things to relate to um if not then they're they're not having a fun it's, time it's just not as clickbaity yeah it's it's not the uh, the attention grabber, like um, what what did I see? I saw something on the news the other day. Uh, I it it escapes me right now, but it, it was something that something so stupid and minuscule, but it's like the clickbait, not good news because it was like something terrible, and it's like that's what I want to that's what I want to read about. Right, it's it's the shock head. Right, exactly mm. that that shock value that that things have, and I think one thing that positive news lacks a little bit of is that shock value there are certain things but it's not nowhere near the plethora of of terrible things right yeah but um going back to volunteering and your podcasting and stuff like that so what do you what do you do on a like what is your actual job now (laughs) if you don't mind yeah yeah, no not at all um my my job job so i uh, the Mac and Cheese Fest is like my main staple event. Um, I'm blessed to have that one contract a year that um, sustains me throughout the year. Um, I do other things. So I work for another event production company called uh, Rockstar Beer Festivals. And they do everything from like Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, themed beer festivals. Um, and they're pretty cool because it's usually like setup time is two to three hours go party manage the crowd break down and then go party the rest of the night um it's it's a cool group of people that do that uh and then nate introduced me to them they're uh out of the ordinary uh adventures or out of the ordinary tours they have like two or three sub companies but they do um group adventures team building exercises uh olympic game challenges kind of like that for for corporate companies that want to give their employees a field day of sorts um so i do those events uh, and then some of the nonprofit organizations that I, I work for, because I'm not a board member, I'm kind of like a consultant that comes in. Um, I get paid through sponsorships that I bring in. Interesting. Yeah. Nice. And Nate? So uh, I work part-time right now for Diabetes Research Connection. And so I do all the like back-end work, administrative work, and I do the, the marketing, the social media marketing, and um, our uh, website marketing. So I do that for Diabetes Research Connection. And then like we spoke earlier, I just got my realtor's license. So I'm working on that. But that takes takes a little while to, right. to build up business and, and get clientele. So I'm I'm hoping uh I'm hoping within the next couple of months I can help a veteran get into a home. 
Very nice. Shout out to Nate, by the way. I think he does a lot more with Diabetes Research Connection. Um, Thanks, man. You helped out with their Dance for Diabetes in Del Mar, which was like a pretty big event, I thought, especially in its success for what it was able to brought to bring in uh, and for the cause, too, for, for looking for a cure for diabetes. Um, so now, say more. Say more, Nate. Thanks. So, yeah, I, I try to help out. I'm Don't just, be so humble. <laughs> I, I like being – I actually like being the utility player. The, the gopher, if you will, or QRF, quick reaction force. I like I like being the guy that's like multifaceted and, and can do this, but can also do that, you know. So I, I'm kind of, um, I guess, a, a jack of all trades, but a master of none, okay. if, if you will. So, so yeah, like he was saying, I helped out. We had a, a big event. It was the Del Mar Dance for Diabetes. It was our second annual event. And... Um, we raised over $323,000 for, um, for Diabetes Research Connection. And all of those funds are going to help find the cure, either cure, prevention, or to help with complications associated with uh, type 1 diabetes. Nice. So, so yeah. It's, he stays busy. Yeah, and it's not, I mean, you're living the, you're practicing what you preach, for sure. Thanks. With 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 the whole... I really like that. That's that. That's super cool. Um, with with all of your networking, because I feel like the most things you guys do is just network, and not even intentionally network. Right. It's it, just, it happens by yeah. By these things are yeah. just because you're surrounded by the right people, and you're getting into those right things. What is what is some of your um, I would say highlighted milestones of some of the events that you've either partaken in or were were coordinated for lack of better term i'll for for one of the ones that happened this year um it was a mother's day camp out that we did at uh lake kuyamaka i think it was it was it was here local um but to me it was really cool because i don't so my mother's in Colombia. um i i talk to her weekly that kind of a thing but don't get to see her as often so for the mother's day camp out i was able to kind of like vicariously plan out something that I wish I could have done for my mother. Oh, okay. um, so it was kind of cool. It was like a three-day camp out. We had uh, breakfast and pancakes and everything set up for like the three moms that were able to come. Um, uh, we had one of the volunteers. One of the moms brought her kids. Uh, so we had extra helpers, extra volunteers. Uh, and we were able to like go out in the fields, pick some flowers, make some like quick shanky looking flower bouquets. But we had them, we made them, and we passed them out uh, the next morning. So to me, that was really nice because I, I was able after that, I was able to call my mom and be like, hey, mom, like, here's some pictures. This is what I got to do today. Sorry, you couldn't be here, but I wish I could have shared this with you. Um, so I don't know that that Mother's Day camp was pretty nice. Um, and then the Mac and Cheese Fest, just because it's it's number of people. Um, I I like that I'm able to bring that many people together for for that cheesy reason. Um, that and. I met Randy Couture yesterday. That was kind of cool. Okay. Um, Name drop. What else? What, <laughs> a, what else? I don't know. There's there's been a lot. I think uh, the the biggest thing that I'm I consider an accomplishment is kind of what you mentioned, where it's it's networking and volunteering. So having this happy balance that I have right now of being able to work uh, and volunteer and get paid in certain aspects for what I'm doing, living and enjoying. Yeah, I like that a lot. I find myself having too much free time it sounds like i mean i know it's something a lot of people wish that they had more free time but i find myself doing things not as productive as i'd like to be 
during my free time. So I would definitely want to get more involved with you guys. And uh, it's it's always important to take a break, though. Like, oh, if, for if, sure, for sure. But if you I mean, enjoy your free time after like hard work time, then do no, it. I get it. But I mean, like literally every day. <laughs> so, but what about you? What what's one of your favorite uh, milestone events? So I've I've had a couple. Um, one that comes to mind is when I was helping out with the Navy Yacht Club. We actually did an event for uh, for those that were disabled, um, and we we had we had everything from paraplegic to quadriplegic to to blind. And uh, my buddy, who was uh, the commodore at the time, he was letting these these blind these blind kids drive the boat. I was so scared. I was so <laughs> oh, nervous. Man. I'm like on the bay in San Diego and he's letting them drive and he's just like chilling about it. He's like, yeah, turn it a little left, turn a little right. And I'm like losing my mind, but I'm, but it was just, it was so cool to give them that experience. They've never been on the water. And then as soon as they're on the water, they're the ones operating the boat. It's like, that's so cool. And they, they all were smiling, you know, ear to ear. That was awesome. That was incredible. That was a big moment. It's gotta be a good feeling. For yeah. Sure. And then another one was um, when I was in college and I was talking to my professor about um, what we were doing with uh, Triple B Adventures. And she knew my backstory too, which uh, includes my grandfather. My grandfather was, um, he was a, a guide, a professional guide and outfitter for hunting. So he led hunting expeditions and it wasn't just in, you know, in the States. Uh, before he passed away, he actually took a group of individuals to Russia to hunt Russian black bear. So, but that's always been in his life and he kind of instilled that in me. So when my professor pointed out that, Hey, you're kind of following in your, your grandfather's footsteps who I really looked up to. I was like, that is awesome. Yeah. So, so uh, that was a big moment. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, um, I'm going to kind of piggyback off one too. I'm going to do a little name drop. Uh, when I got to meet Rudy Reyes at, uh, at 3MR and I've met him several times since then, but when I met Rudy Reyes at 3MR, it was really cool. Cause he, you know, he's a celebrity in so many of our, so many of our point of views, but he's not just a celebrity. He's, he's actually a really good dude. And he came up to me. He knew more about me than I knew of him. That's cool. That's like, really cool. Like yeah. this guy, he does his reconnaissance on everybody he's like hey where's nate i've heard about nate you know and uh he's just a real genuine dude so 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 that was awesome that's cool so you had a you've you've got a bunch of experiences between both of you um going off of those experiences and just encompassing everything you guys work with so would you say triple uh triple b adventures is like the main the main thing you guys, I mean, I know you have your Mac and cheese fest and you have your individual things that you work with, but is triple B adventures, the, your main, uh, well, volunteer outlet. Yeah. Kind of yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for me, I'd say it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, between, between the podcast that we do and then the, uh, the monthly campouts, I'd, I'd say it's, it's where most of my energy goes. Yeah. 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 yeah I'd agree with that. And it's, it's kind of, it's served as my, um, or it's serving as my, outlet of sorts you know um and i'm learning so much especially from the podcast the guests that we come on we we get a nugget of information we get a nugget of new uh, we get a new knowledge nugget every time from from every guest 
So I really look forward to that. And and we have it on Mondays. And now Mondays aren't such a drag anymore. Yeah. You know, because I look forward to that podcast on Monday. I bet. You know, it gets me through the day. I'm like, oh, we got this guy coming on. And how often do you guys release an episode? So uh, right now it's um, every other week. But uh, we're we're looking to get back into every week. It was every week, and and now we kind of space it out because uh, we had a lack of uh, guests coming on. But it, it looks like we've we've got some uh, some new blood. So I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked for that. Nice. And I know you would, you were talking about earlier that you don't like to shove it down people's throats or right. try to like bring it up too much. But how do you go about trying to find that balance where? Hey, right now should probably the, be the best time to start bringing it up right now or talk about it or how do you get a feel for that? What's your process like? I I kind of ask about it when I get to know the person. So I see um, if if they're doing something that's kind of noteworthy that would, you know, be worthy of highlighting in the veteran community. That's I, I throw it in there. I was like, hey, would you like to come on our podcast? Like, would, Do you want to talk about this? Um, and kind of like a, a straightforward, just ask them, Hey, would you want to come on? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of direct about it when I see them. And, and if, if they, if they seem like they would be a good fit for the audience, my biggest questions I usually ask, like in the back of my head is, uh, have they gone camping, uh, or are they active in the veteran community or did they have a, uh, transition story that's non-traditional? So something that's, that's, you know, not the linear path everybody else goes under. Yeah, and mine uh, kind of happened kind of like the rest of my life is just organically. Um, I'm involved uh, with the VFW. I'm the junior vice commander at uh, Santee Post uh, 9327. Dang. So, uh, so yeah, I, I get people coming up to me and they're like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, they see me setting up the podcast. I'm like, Or I'll have the commander or, or the senior vice, you know, refer people to me. So I'll get to know them and, and ask them. And, and we've had, we've had some people just pop in, pop into the, the podcast, you know, and that's kind of fun. I, I like that when that happens, it's, it's a surprise and, you know, usually uh, brings a party with it. I'll, I'll actually diverge real quick and say for anybody that wants to get involved in volunteering, your local VFW, like show up, whether, whether it's through the VFW or the American Legion, but go there and I guarantee you the people that are there, you know, sitting on the bar, they'll either have some kind of leadership position in in the vfw in the ad establishment or they'll know somebody that's doing something so it's a great place to ask and and get involved uh and just like he said yeah it's awesome like people just walk in uh and they'll have a story i think a few ones we've the last few that we've had are kind of like vietnam vet stories and it's like your your typical you crusty dude that walks in but then he starts talking (laughs) and he's got like this really cool story and and it just goes from there yeah um and for people who are listening right now who don't know what a VFW is, because it's it's crazy when you guys when when you asked me to be on the podcast, I was super excited, but I didn't I didn't even know what a VFW was. I mean, after I heard, I mean, sure, you know, veterans of foreign wars, right? Yeah. After I heard what it is, it rang a bell, but still, I was a little unfamiliar. So, what exactly is a VFW, and how does you know when I went to the well, we did the podcast, I've seen plaques on the walls and awards and different things of that nature. Um, so what exactly is it that they do? And so it's, it's an organization that's, that's their whole mission is to, to help veterans. And, and we, 
we go all the way up, we have representatives in, in, in the Senate and Congress. So we're the VFW is the one that helped um, create the, the GI Bill. And, um, you know, they help with VA loans and any, any um, assistance that you may need as a, as a veteran of a foreign war. You know, they're, they're there to, to help. And they, they help with, um, we have food drives, you know, um, they help with, uh, they help with the homeless. They help with, if, if you need clothes, if you need anything, they're, they're there for you. I mean, we have chaplains, I mean, you name it. And how did you get involved? It was another one of those. I was voluntold. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, my, my team leader with, uh, tip of the spirit real estate team, Brian Britton, he at the time was, um, the junior vice commander and he invited me to uh to a vfw meeting i was a, a member but just a member and um he invited me to a santee meeting and then after i think two it was two maybe three tops meetings he's like he, all of a sudden he nominated me didn't even give me any warning he just nominated me for an officer position and uh people just saw me and they're like well, if, if Brian says he's okay, okay, we'll, we'll nominate him. And next thing I know, I was a junior vice commander. And uh, so, yeah, it was just one of those voluntold things. And I didn't want to let Brian or any other veterans down. So even though I felt I wasn't ready for it, I I took it and ran with it. Nice. And how did you get involved with VFW? So I, I am not involved with VFW in the sense that I'm not, I'm not a member yet. Um, I go to a lot of the events. Uh, they support uh, a lot of the civic events that you see going on. So like flag burning ceremonies, stuff like that. Uh, and just like Nate mentioned, other other funding drives that they have. So I kind of participate the day of. But me personally, I'm kind of waiting to pick a VFW. I feel like as cheesy as it sounds, it's like one of those like find your right match kind of a thing. Um, there's, there's VFWs in every neighborhood. Uh, and I've heard, you know, they all kind of have their own flavor and in, in, aspect to them so like for example the one in coronado like luxurious huge yeah, yeah, big right. imagine <laughs> imagine the buffet meals there uh the one that they have in oceanside uh like long time serving pretty well established uh, a lot of the people that we know in the community go to that one so i i have not selected a vfw yet i just kind of participate with nate whenever we have the um the podcast there and i think i've, I've helped out with a birthday party or two i think and i have to interject real quick he said flag burning and I just wanted yeah, to, some people to might take that as right. A, yeah. It's it's really um, a flag retirement there ceremony. Go, yes. mm-hmm. So when a flag is old and tattered, so it's a flag retirement, and and we burn the flag in accordance with uh, the rules and regulations. So yeah, it's not really a flag burning. Yeah, it's not. What you, Whoa, they're Antifa. Yeah. Slow down. Yeah, <laughs> people might think uh, otherwise. Good yeah. catch. Good catch. Um and. For so like that was my first time at a VFW. I didn't even know what that was until I went there. Is, are there any other organizations that are similar? Or oh yeah, kind There's of stern, tons. Is the same aspect and absolutely. What exactly are they? So within within the building that you visited in um, in Santee, and are they all bars? No, no. Okay. So <laughs> so the VFW it's actually um, it's not the VFW doesn't have a bar. It's just connected to there's there's a canteen, and uh, so there's other organizations that are involved. So there's, for instance, at our location, there's the VFW, there's the American Legion, there's the VFW Auxiliary, American Legion Auxiliary, there's um, the Department of um, 
American Veterans. There's um, the VFW Motorcycle Club. There's, I think there's uh, and this is American Legion, right? American Legion Riders. Yeah, there's so many different organizations. And whether you're um, a veteran or or a supporter of veterans, you're you're welcome there. And and they do they do a lot of good work. It's it's really cool. That's nice. Yeah. And what um what other like organizations are there that kind of serve as a counterpart to a VFW? American Legion is is the biggest one that, that okay. serves American as Legion. as the counterpart. Yeah, there's the um there's also the Sons um VFW sons where let's say you weren't a, a VFW member, but you were a son of somebody who was, gotcha. or, you know, um, yeah, there's the sons, there's daughters, there's auxiliaries. There, so whatever organization you feel most at home with, if you can't be a member because of certain criteria, you can usually get involved with one of the auxiliaries and then, um, yeah, they'll, they'll get you in that way. Yeah. It's a, when, when I found out, after going to um, Active Valor and I found out all the other vets doing all these other things as well, it's like a whole new world to me because I never even, I was like, my, I was never that involved per se in the military aspect, like military life because, I mean, there's some people who live, breathe, and, and, and die that stuff, you know, they, right when they get out there, they're trying to be in, those types of organizations or they already knew because they were so involved while they were in. And I don't know. I just never fell into that category where I knew about all these things that I know there's other organizations that help veterans and, and people transitioning and stuff like that. But I didn't know it was that big. I didn't think it was, a, it was, it's a whole nother world. It's right. pretty amazing for, for what it's worth. I didn't know either. It wasn't until after I got out um, and getting involved in the student veteran organization that you kind of learn about the other organizations that are out there in the veteran world. So it's it's not a silly question. I think it's one of those things where it's their their focus is not um, unfortunately their focus is not being present in active duty eyes. They serve the veteran community, but if only the active duty folks knew that they were about to become a part right, of the veteran community right, like, right. "Hey, check these people out. You're going to want to talk to them in a few months." Um, but no, I, I agree not that many people know, but that's why I said if you want to get involved in your veteran community, go to one of those. I mean, Nate just named off like eight uh, different institutions inside this one building that I counted. So it's it's the place to go if you want to get connected and get involved. Yeah, because I remember transitioning out. You have to, I don't know how it is in the Army, but in the Marine Corps, we have to attend these classes that show you like, here are the things that are available to you as a veteran that you should probably take advantage of when you're getting out. So you're not homeless or you can get a job immediately. And a lot of them from my recollection is just simple. Like, Oh, here, we'll help you write a resume or here you can, we have jobs. You can apply at a job here if all else fails, but there was nothing, not nothing there to tell us like, Hey, there's VFWs here, here, here. These are factions. These are different places that American Legion there's, these are, organizations that are helping vets if you want to get involved you can also do that and possibly get a job and i think those i I feel like a lot of people would benefit from knowing and and it's one of those things where even if they 
because I want to say maybe they the, the tap classes when you transition out. I'm sure it's one of those things where they like briefly mention, but the whole day you're just staring at a PowerPoint presentation, and it, it's they they do a a bad job maybe because they don't know how to do better, but they don't they don't do well enough at captivating that audience to say hey. Like, this is why you need to check us out when you get out. This is why you need to get a membership and find a local VFW that you can align up with. Yeah. Is there any, um, from you being a part of a VFW, is there any focus on stuff like that? Or is it more, I mean, I granted, there's, I'm sure there's a ton on your plate trying to do a bunch of moving parts. Um, but for people who are active, active in the military, like we were saying, yeah, there's there's always um outreach. There's there's different um that's that's not my my uh forte right now, but I know there are guys that that focus on, you know, outreach to to active to active uh military for sure. Okay. Well, we're coming up on about to be finished with the podcast, so just some closing statements from either one of you. Um I was like I've been trying to implement this thing on the podcast where it's like um what is a problem that you see that needs to be addressed and how do we address it it could be anything minuscule something huge something that you think that you have a really good idea about but hasn't been implemented in a certain way either with politically or just anything anything small or big okay off the um, top of your head if you, if you have anything <laughs> I don't know. I guess top of my head, um, I think I think some veterans need to stop using um, PTSD as a as a as a crutch, and um, they need to just look within, and um, and re- and realize a lot of times it's it's not PTSD. It's uh, I didn't coin this term, but I really like this term. It's a lack of traumatic stress. You know, because a lot of us we go through the training, and in training they they're shooting at us and, and we're getting bombed and we're getting punched and kicked and we're dragging ourselves through the mud, you know, and then we get used to that. And then we go to combat. We, we get used to that because when you're in combat, that's exactly what you're faced with. And then that's your norm. And then, you know, that's your norm. You're on a, you're on a, a an adrenaline rush, you know, for your whole combat experience. And then you come back to uh, civilian life and you don't have that. And then, you know, it's that it's that calm before the storm. You're like, hey, what's going on? What's going on? You're wired. Yeah. yeah. So, and then they use PTSD. They say, oh, it's PTSD. Well, I, I think a lot of times it's not. It's the lack of traumatic stress. So I would say, you know, don't use that as an excuse and, and just get out there and, and be, um, get get into exercise, get into physical fitness again. You know, I, I kind of said that to myself and I've recently gotten into, um, you know, a physical fitness routine and I, and I feel that it's really helping, you know, so I, I tell other people they should do the same. Yeah. There's a lot of outlets that people claim to have PTSD or, but I really like that. That's the first time I've heard that. And I, I can completely agree. You're, you're wired a certain way. So you're expecting something constantly, but there's nothing that's going to happen because look where we're at, you know, right. We have this nerfed world around us. And for most of the part, us and training and stuff like that is just it was never nerfed so we're we're constantly have our head on the swivel yeah i like that i like that a lot what about you juan what problem um so this one just came up uh top of the head like you just said 
uh, based on something that we were talking about earlier, right? So this is a call to action. Anybody out there that's a uh, app programmer, so it's going to be called Voluntold is the name of the app, <laughs> like right? It. And then you select your dates. You know, I want to volunteer today or I want to volunteer next week. And then it gives you options. Hey, uh, Habitat for Humanity has a slot open. Triple B Adventures has a slot open. Uh, you know, Kitchens for Good has a slot open. Uh, and you select where you want to volunteer. Because just like you said earlier, it's or like we were talking earlier, sometimes it's hard for people to find what they want to volunteer for. So maybe having a app listing where all the opportunities for people to do uh, based on time or um, what they'd like to do, their interest. If they want to go volunteer at a shelter, hey, this Humane Society has a spot opening, but these do not. So don't waste your time there. Go to here. I don't know. Quick. That was, that, that, was, that was a problem I think could and should be solved maybe. Yeah, and you oh, came yeah. up with a really good solution. That, I mean. The name has to stay. It has to be volunteer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, having having that that access because everybody's on their phone twenty four seven. To be able to just check a couple of blocks and do that, I think that's that's a perfect solution. You can even set up a reward system in a sense. Yeah. Oh, like you're, you're taking it to the next level. Heck yeah. yes. yes. I mean, I get I got an Apple Watch on it, and when I walk a certain thing, it's like congratulations, you've completed blah blah blah. So I got a bunch of little badges that mean nothing, but the fact that they're there, it's like And this could be like a Starbucks gift card after like so many hours or something. Like it yeah. can be in Okay guys, so we're building an app. All right. Yeah, let's do we're it. I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. Um that's a high note and I think we're gonna leave it off that. If there's anything uh how can people find you guys individually um and a little message or something like that you wanna So you can find me at Nate and that's N A I T at tip of the spear realtors.com you can find me at uh at el wancho so at el1 the number one cho uh and then again to uh, triple b adventures at triple b adventures uh and then the mac and cheese fest at sd mac and cheese fest nice gotta plug all three and one more time plug the podcast and when where they can find it and how often it gets up and little bit of uh, the podcast is on kind of every major network thanks to nate uh stitcher radio republic google podcast apple podcast spotify uh and that's triple b adventures you should be able to find it uh it should have nate's name on it as the producer uh, and then the other podcast fubar f-u-b-a-r podcast and that's fubar underscore so it's anchor.fm forward slash fubar one and then one and then the other one is anchor.fm forward slash the word triple and then the letter B and then adventures. Cool. I'll get all that information from you guys in case people are listening and they're driving or whatever the yeah. case is. I'll put it in the show notes so people can read and Heck yeah. click on those links and go subscribe and listen. Nice. Thank you. So yeah, um, that's, that wraps it up, man. I appreciate you guys coming. Thanks I really for enjoyed having us. Uh, getting a little more detail on you guys and uh, we're going to go make that app and yes. we're definitely going to do some more networking because I got to get more involved with all this stuff. So thanks for listening, guys. All right, guys, that was our show. I hope you had a good time listening because I had a great time recording. I hope you guys got some pretty good nuggets of knowledge from it. These guys are literally living what we preach here on positivity and I'm looking forward to joining them I'm doing more in the near future with all the volunteering events and networking and making this just a, a bit bigger than what it already is because they're living the dream they really are out there doing the work as you can hear from all the events that they're volunteering from 
if you want to hear about the episode that i appeared on on their podcast check out the show notes i left the links for those and be sure to follow them on instagram as well as facebook and if you're not already doing so for this podcast be sure to subscribe like comment share and go to that bottom where you can rate some stuff and give it give it give it a nice rating it'll help us with getting more on board and people's devices and stuff like that you can rate the podcast so you can find us also on facebook and instagram at limelight highlight and our twitter handle is ll highlight for all good news and positive posts and things of that nature and if you want to write in about a story or something shoot me a dm or an old-fashioned email at limelighthighlight at gmail.com share a story or however you feel about the podcast i love the interactions and i love the honesty and critiques that's all i have for you today so as always be humble be helpful pay it forward and be the best you i'll talk to y'all later peace